Welcome to Leadership is in Session, powered by Athena Communications. This special series features some of Milwaukee's most distinguished leaders. They'll share how they overcame challenges, developed their skills, and achieved success, so you can gain insight and inspiration. And now, Leadership is in Session. Welcome, everybody. Today, we have the privilege of welcoming into the studio our friend and colleague, Jeremy Podolsky. Jeremy, welcome. Thank you so much, Becky. I'm so excited that you have this platform available to Milwaukee to have these types of conversations. Absolutely. And we are so happy you are here. So Jeremy, as I said, is our friend and colleague. He is the Director of Public Relations and Editorial Strategy for the Greater Milwaukee Foundation, an incredible organization that makes so much good happen in this city. And Jeremy, you have an incredible job, and I would say an enviable job, because you get to do something that you love and something that I love, which is storytelling. Talk to us about this. Thank you, Becky. First off, I mean, it's an honor to work for an organization like the Greater Milwaukee Foundation that has such a legacy in the community. It's one of the oldest community foundations in the world. It's one of the largest. And I think what's really great is that it has this track record of being there, supporting the community, helping people achieve their goals for well over 100 years. But it hasn't rested on that as an achievement. It is always need in the community. There's always opportunity in the community. And we get to work now today together on building a Milwaukee for all. And that really is kind of at the core of what we get to do for storytelling is talk about the helping people understand the organization's work, understand how we all have a role and a stake and an opportunity to help Milwaukee thrive. And from my point of view in kind of the public relations sphere is getting to do that in a number of different ways, whether that's through the stories we tell as an organization, whether it's partnering with the local media, or even just working with our own team members of such talented staff that also feel very passionately about the work and carry those messages forward into their own networks and into their own spaces in the community and really help build basically uh, one big, large family, hopefully all working together to make Milwaukee a better place. Which you have demonstrated experience doing. And in fact, we also had the privilege of hosting two of your colleagues previously on our episodes, which if you haven't checked those out, please do. And that is Laura Glowey and Ellen Gilligan, who is the president and CEO of the Greater Milwaukee Foundation. But back to you and your work, which is communicating for the greater good. You and I are both former journalists, and we have made the transition that enables us to do that work. What does the concept of communicating for the greater good mean to you? That's a great question. It's interesting about being a journalist. I feel like everybody should be a journalist at some point in their life. I, you know, I look at back as being a young person just getting started and having this crash course in civics, right? Learning how local government works and how the city levies taxes and school boards and getting to know small businesses and community organizations. Like what a fantastic way to understand kind of the, the ecosystem of the community. And we find ourselves today in such need of like 
honest, truthful storytelling. And we hear sometimes, rightfully so, journalism talked about as this kind of anchor of democracy, and it really is. And when I think about communicating for the greater good, that's really a big part of it, is that we need to be accountable for the stories that we tell because they have such large implications for what happens in our community. And that accountability factor of helping the broader community understand the role that they can play, understand what really drives the issues that we see. Like, you know, a lot of times we see the symptoms and we may not fully understand what the root causes are. And that's something that as a community foundation, we can play a role in. It's not just talking about maybe the work that the organization does, but helping try to build a broader understanding of what really has caused these issues to maybe build over time, become more challenging. What are the factors that have caused them to change and then really work towards solutions together? So one of the ways that I think we create solutions is by building relationships. And I know that is so foundational to your everyday work. How does one build, nurture, leverage relationships in this industry? Why is that important? There's no formula, right? And that's a good thing. It's a good thing. I don't know that any one person is an expert on how to build a relationship. I would say that my approach is to just really try to personalize the interactions that I have. Thinking about every opportunity we have to come in contact with someone new or to reconnect with someone that we already know to some degree, being really intentional about making sure that it's not a transactional interaction, but that it, that there's meaning behind it. One of the things I usually ask myself, because we do encounter a lot of people in communications, we're looking to tell the stories of others. We're sometimes looking for perspectives that help give insight to stories or information we're trying to communicate. And I always ask, how can this be mutually beneficial? Being extractive of others' knowledge, having just, I guess, superficial conversations, it might give you like a short-term benefit, but we're really, you know, our community is just one big ecosystem and we are always in need of each other's support and each other's expertise. So the really, in my opinion, that key to building relationships is to look at it as a long-term commitment to one another that you both benefit from. And certainly, I think that's something that the Greater Milwaukee Foundation does so well. You keep the big picture is crucial to everything you do. Your work is so grounded in not just one element of Milwaukee, but in connecting all of the things that we know can be better about this city. And this city has a great story to tell. And what do you think are the best stories that need to be told about Milwaukee right now? What is really good about Milwaukee right now? I don't know if this is going to sound cliche or not, but the people of Milwaukee really are at the heart of every story. A city, after all, I mean, it's a place and place certainly matters, but, you know, everyone here makes it what it is. And the more that you have an opportunity you know, to interact with people who help build this community into what it is and are intentional about 
trying to meet more people. I think the more you discover how much you don't know and how much you have to learn, and you can kind of see how there's so much work that happens that's unsung that neighbors do for one another in neighborhoods that community organizers do to help bring support and resources to others in need. And it's not their occupation. It's not something that really many people see unless they're looking for it, but it's something that really drives the success that we have. There are so many people in Milwaukee that are committed to the type of change we really need. We talked about the difference between superficial relationships. There's also change that needs to be deeper. And it's always, it's the hardest kind because we're talking about the systems that our society really operates around. And whether that is something like access to financial resources that would let a small business get off the ground, whether that is access to something that we also work in at the foundation like early childhood education that gives young people that really strong start in life. These access to those resources isn't automatic. And there are just so many barriers that have been kind of established, in some cases unintentional, in other cases intentional, that don't make the experiences in obtaining those opportunities equal or fair to everyone. So the fact that there are more and more people in Milwaukee who recognize that as really the fundamental challenge that we have, really trying to understand the systems that kind of drive how we experience daily life, the more we can work at the solutions that'll actually make a difference. And so you mentioned access, and I know one critical aspect of your work, and this is your personal work and your professional work, Jeremy, is equity. Equity undergirds everything that you do, and you've just given us some thoughts about it, but why is it so important? It's really hard to understate (laughs) the importance of equity. It really reflects the values that someone holds and also just the kind of the aspirations for our community and the potential that's there. There's really so much to gain from our community advancing equity, both racial equity, economic equity, social equity. To be honest, I didn't always have the language to speak to what kind of um, instinctually felt was um, unjust or not quite right in in what I was seeing. It it took a lot of time unlearning things, undergoing new learning to really kind of understand that things that I thought were and were presented as truth, whether that's about our history or about the way our society works, wasn't really truth. They were stories. And There are some that will go to great lengths to make sure that those stories remain the narrative that we hear. And part of our role is to making sure that other perspectives are heard and that we understand that. I think what I want to make sure that I offer in terms of why equity is important is that there's an aspect that speaks to both the human element, kind of like what we might feel in our soul, what we feel like is an aspect of humanity, you know, this opportunity for everyone to be able to live their best life, to be able to offer to their families what, you know, what they need to live out their full potential. 
But there's also, you know, intellectually, it's something that accelerates everything we say we want for our community, whether that's brain gain, whether that's strong schools, you know, that just a retention and recruitment of employees. I mean, these are the things that if we're advancing equity, we're accelerating Milwaukee and Milwaukee's trajectory, you know, into that place that we all want it to be. So it's, it's exciting to be working in a space that views all of the work in the community through that lens of equity, because it's the path that will lead us to kind of an entire community thriving, not just pockets. Well, and the Greater Milwaukee Foundation has listed as its North Star racial equity. What is it like to be part of an organization that has boldly said that? It's incredibly exciting. You could go your entire career and not find yourself at a place that lets you wear your heart on your sleeve, lets you kind of live your passions through your work. So it's a remarkable opportunity and a very deep responsibility too, because we don't have all the answers. I mean, I don't as a person, we don't as an organization. It requires us to continually challenge ourselves to learn from one another, to engage with community in that authentic relationship building way and to really, I guess, take to heart that solutions and there, there isn't going to be one solution that makes Milwaukee move from where it is to where it needs to be, but know that those, that the solutions we do build have to be built together and the organization's commitment to racial equity it keeps us all like following that you know you mentioned like the north star i mean it is like following a compass we know no matter what if we're staying true to that that we will make progress towards you know toward that goal we will see you know Milwaukee advance in a way that really does benefit all Another great organization with which you're affiliated is Ex Fabula, and that is a passion of yours. What does Ex Fabula do? Yeah, thank you for bringing up Ex Fabula. Well, Ex Fabula is a small nonprofit, and our mission is connecting Milwaukee through real stories. We've been around for about over 14 years, and I would say kind of the the core thing, the way the organization began was around story slams. And if you can picture a poetry slam or anything that's like an open mic, that was really kind of the genesis of the organization with the, you know, two quiet, two real criteria. Your story has to be personal and it has to be true. And I think what I'd want to say, what I really love about this idea of kind of a live personal storytelling experience is the dual benefit the shared experience because there's a giver and a receiver. There's the teller and the audience. And for the person sharing their story, here's an opportunity to have your perspective and your voice valued. It intrinsically has dignity attached to it. And especially if you're someone who may have been silenced in the past or been marginalized in the past, for you to have the platform and the space to be able to share your truth with others is really powerful. And then on the, the flip side, if you're the person who's given the gift of listening, you have this great opportunity to learn from someone else's perspective. You might hear something that you relate to. And in some cases, you might feel that, wow, here's someone on stage sharing a story that 
feels very similar to something I went through, you know, maybe I'm not alone. And that, that too is really powerful. So you can have people on both sides of the equation be changed by that experience. And that story can bridge time and race and age. I mean, just about everything. I mean, in the span of five minutes, how cool is that? I love that you refer to it as the gift of listening, because I think so many of us go through our days. Our days are busy, right? We're trying to work through, make progress on all of the things we need to make progress on. And I think sometimes we don't stop and think about the fact that if you are sharing your story, you are giving someone a gift, right? If you are being vulnerable and you're up there and you're asking people to listen, but it is a gift to listen. And so I am wondering if you could give advice to to those of us listening today, if someone wanted to grow both their storytelling skills and their story listening skills, how would they do that? I'll try to think as broadly as possible what, what would I offer. I think I would start with, uh, this is not going to be the, the most creative answer, but it's the prep work. Do your prep work. You know, your story, if you're a storyteller, is only as good as the questions you ask, the research you do, the knowledge you try to gain, the people you talk to. So, you know, really have us having that, that preparation in terms of the different ways we communicate, you know, at kind of my core ways as a writer, I always feel like about 90% of the work is everything you do before you ever start writing. So I think, you know, taking that time, realizing it's important as advice I would give every, anyone in that field, knowing the purpose of what you're doing is really key too. Are you telling the story to influence someone, to inform someone? You know, you really have to know what true north is. And before you can really, you know, begin that process of starting to share. And I think it's also important to treat your craft like an art form. You're competing <laughs> for space in this world. Your story might be really important. If you want people to hear it, find a way creatively to make it compelling. We talked about kind of like that listening side of things. We're drawn as listeners to things that, you know, tug at us emotionally or that, you know, we might hear that triggers a memory for us or, you know, speaks to something that, where we have an interest. So as a communicator, do your best to try to predict what those things are and try to give people something that they feel inspired to listen to or read or dig into in some way. I also feel like one of the things that has helped me as I've become a professional writer is reading. Are you willing to share anything interesting that you're reading right now as we are in the middle of summer? For sure. You caught me at a funny time because 95% of the time you ask me this question and I'll tell you a fiction book because I that's usually what I will do on my downtime for reading. I, I love reading just about anything, you know, whether it's newspapers, magazines, online books. But right now I just happen to be reading something that's not fiction. It's called Heart First by David Grossman. It's actually kind of a more or less about the communications field written by a PR professional, but it was really capturing stories that kind of happened, you know, through the pandemic era and leading out of it and talking to a lot of leaders in different spaces and industries about, you know, the concept of really hard first, meaning like leading 
from the heart, you know, kind of using that as your compass rose for guiding your organization or your team. So time will tell whether or not uh, the book is a good review or not. But so far, it's really interesting to, you know, hear the points of view of, you know, kind of people across sectors and, you know, how they, I think really the point is viewed their teams and their work and their staff from that human bottom line rather than some other metric or measure that maybe they would have gravitated toward otherwise. I think you do lift such an important point. We are still emerging from the pandemic. And I think if there is, I mean, I think there were many lessons learned by so many during that, but I do think it really underscored surviving the pandemic really underscored and undergirded the need for communicating for the greater good, right? The organizations that you represent, the organizations that are doing great work in Milwaukee, there is still need and the need in some instances is greater than ever, but that's why it is critically important for people like you who are experts at communicating for the greater good. I continue to endeavor in your work and, and advance it along. So Jeremy, I want to thank you today for coming to see us and for talking to us about your great work and the great work of the Greater Milwaukee Foundation. Thank you so much for this opportunity, Becky. I'm very fortunate to be surrounded every day by incredibly ambitious, intelligent, driven people that are really, you know, kind of the engines behind this work. So I'm just very proud and humbled to be able to be a part of telling their stories. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Leadership is in Session, powered by Athena Communications. Be sure to catch all eight enlightening episodes. And don't forget to connect to On the Edge of Equity with Tammy Belton-Davis, available wherever you get your podcasts.